Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Rachel Devine about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at the Napa Room at California Grill in 2019. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So I'm actually a really big Disney fan, but despite that, it was actually my husband's suggestion, and I was ecstatic. And we decided that a destination with a small group sounded like the perfect opportunity to make another Disney trip. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. How did your friends and family react when they found out that's where the wedding was going to be? Honestly, they knew before we even knew we were having it, that it would be at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) They were quite ecstatic, probably about, um, I would say maybe 40 to 50% of our group had actually never been to Disney before. So they mostly made, most actually of our group made a vacation out of it. So they were really excited about the opportunity to go. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited probably about 50 people and we ended up with a great number at 40 guests oh good okay yeah I know with the Napa room there's a 50 person cap so that's that's nice (laughs) did you set up a room block for your guests we did end up setting up a room block we debated a little bit just from things I had heard and brides who weren't sure if they wanted to but because most of our group, probably at least I would say 90% or better of the party was coming, ended up turning their trip into a vacation. So a lot of people stayed for about a week's time. So the room block came in really handy because December also ends up being a very busy time of year. So the rooms filled up quickly and the room block guaranteed them a room and it guaranteed us a space kind of together. So that was nice as well. Got it. Let's talk about that. How did you choose your date, specifically the day of the week and the time of day? There was a couple things that were important to us in planning the wedding. Because we chose the California Grill and the Napa Room because of the view of Magic Kingdom and the fireworks, we wanted to have our wedding on a night where happily ever after occurred. So during December, that time of year, there was also Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And I had a preference to have the happily ever after as sort of our theme of our wedding, actually. Our theme was divine ever after, after, a happily ever (laughs) after. So we picked a night of the week that would be when happily ever after happened. And that happened to be on a weeknight. And it was also a little bit less expensive to have a weeknight, especially in December. We also, it was important to us that we wanted to have a dessert party. So we foregoed having a traditional rehearsal dinner in place of a dessert party invited all 40 of our guests at UK Lockside. And because of that, 
we were only allowed to have it on certain nights that the festival of the holidays was not occurring. And that happened to work out the night before, which was Sunday evening that we had our dessert party. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? So I'm sure that a lot of the Disney brides are aware, but there may be some that aren't, that at least prior to the pandemic, the wedding pavilion was actually open and you could walk in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was not aware of that until actually within the first year of dating my now husband, we went on a Disney trip together and happened to be wandering around the grounds you know, doing a monorail loop, just introducing the different resorts my husband had not seen at the time. And we were able to actually go into the wedding pavilion and I just fell in love. We weren't engaged yet. We were not talking marriage yet. And I fell in love and thought if I ever got to get married here, this would be a dream come true. So the ceremony site was pretty easy to select. The reception site was a bit more difficult because as being a really big fan of Disney. I wanted it to feel like Disney or have Disney incorporated as much as I could. So a ballroom didn't feel like Disney to me, even though I could have added elements or had that I really wanted like a view of Disney or an incorporation. So we were actually lucky enough to go back prior to even our planning session and meet with one of the wedding coordinators. And she took us on a site visit and we actually toured she suggested California Grill, one of the potential rooms. And when she brought us up to the Napa room, it was early in the morning, maybe 10. And our noses were just glued to the glass as soon as we walked into the room. And we were like, this is it. This is beautiful. This is what I was thinking. Everyone can go out and watch the fireworks. This would be spectacular. So we were sold pretty quickly after seeing the view from up there. That's wonderful. And I noticed you did a lot of pipe and drape in the Napa room. And I get questions about that a lot because many people don't like the Mary Blair art that's on the walls there. Can you talk a little bit about that? So that was also really important to me. I think I may have even questioned you, Carrie, in our (laughs) Facebook group about that, actually, because I was really concerned ahead of time that just, you know, the carpeting, the elements that I felt were not very like wedding-esque or really felt you know, a more sort of a royal grandeur type day. So I did end up splurging and doing the draping, which was important to me. And I think the uplighting that we paid for additionally to our DJ package did make a big difference to the space. It may or may not be important to all brides. And, you know, I did not have a single guest that said the draping, oh, it helped so much because they had not seen that space. So, you know, budget-friendly, I think, is it necessary? Absolutely not. But to me, I think it just added a little bit of sparkle, a little bit of glamour and glitz. But at the end of the day, did anyone notice the carpet? Did I notice the carpet during the wedding? No. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, it was a beautiful night. I think the elements of the room and the view really retracted from anything that maybe I had been worried about. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now, for the ceremony, how did you guys choose your officiant? We wanted religious elements incorporated to the ceremony, if possible. So I did some research. I had watched the Fairytale Weddings TV show, which I'm sure many of the brides had. And I know that I got to see Reverend Kevin Knox. So I was familiar with his work. I did some research and decided to go with his service. He also provided us with pre-marriage counseling, and we were also looking for someone who would maybe incorporate that as part of 
our time with him or our package. And so we really appreciated that. It kind of helped us to get to know him before even the ceremony. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? So we were lucky enough to ask for DJ Charles Miles to be our DJ for that night. And he was available. So I felt really honored. I know he's been part of the Disney entertainment for so long and has an amazing reputation, has really been a mentor to other DJs that are available now. So he was class act, top notch. Everyone loved him so much. And because we were in the Napa room, we were able to view the fireworks. So that was sort of central to our theme of the night, having happily ever after. After the fireworks, we got our entire group of 40 guests together and they centered my husband and I in the middle and we did a big group shot. And it was during that actual moment when they had Mickey and Minnie sneak in behind everyone (laughs) and then introduce them. So that was probably like a really just one of the best memories of that night too. Everyone's excitement because we kept that a surprise from everyone. That's fantastic. Did you choose specific outfits for Mickey and Minnie? We did. We ended up selecting, I would say, fairly traditional outfits for them. Not the polka dot dress and type, but top hat. I really wanted Mickey to be in his top (laughs) hat because that's something I hadn't gotten to see before. And we were thrilled to have them. They actually cut our cake with us and they also danced with us for a little while, which was really fun. So, Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? So cake is something I love as well as my husband. So the cake was really important to us. So in picking out a cake, we actually selected a cake that fed more than like three times the amount of guests that we had, (laughs) which was totally fine to me. We were aware of that ahead of time. We actually purchased to-go containers from like Amazon and our lovely vendor, Jennifer Lauren, who was amazing to work with, actually made us custom labels for each of those to-go containers with Divine Ever After labeled on them. And so the service at California Grill was kind enough to actually box up the leftover cake. And we had our DJ Charles Miles make an announcement when you're leaving tonight. Our favors happened to be a Christmas ornament. And we also let everyone take a piece of cake home to enjoy later. So that was a really cool element. We selected four different flavors, actually. We did churro with churro filling, which was out of this world amazing. Although we like churros, we're not diehard churro fans, but the cake I would eat again and again if I could. (laughs) We also chose the traditional tropical cake and tropical mousse, which I think now most brides know to be the Dole Whip cake is what I like to refer to it. I picked a traditional cake, white with fresh raspberries and buttercream frosting. And then we also had a a smaller layer of chocolate with peanut butter filling. That's great. And I like that you had the DJ announce that the extra cake was available because I think that's one of those things that kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Yeah. And probably a favorite memory even after the wedding was getting pictures from our guests from the wedding and in PJs or in their resort room eating cake in bed. (laughs) (laughs) And we would sometimes send photos back of us eating cake in bed, which was really just a lot of fun and really great memories, even days later. So (laughs) that's wonderful. Now for the menu, I know a lot of people get stressed out because California Grill doesn't really offer, they say they don't offer substitutions and you can't change the menus, but there is some leeway, especially if you have dietary concerns. Can you talk a bit about your menu planning? That's a great point because we did have a lot of specific 
dietary requests. I knew going in that we were not allowed to do a tasting and it wasn't a make or break for us because we really did love that space. So the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings team was so kind and kind of I don't want to use the word sneaking. That sounds bad. But they were able to accommodate us in getting us a reservation when we were there for our planning trip. So we actually went for dinner the day that we had our Disney Fairy Tale Weddings planning session. That night, we traveled over the California Grill and we were allowed to have a dinner reservation there, which of course was out of our pocket, but we were comfortable with that. And we got to taste our own dinner and kind of decide, oh, this was really good. We liked that element. That was delicious. We liked that too. Maybe we could incorporate that. With some specific dietary things that we had is that I'm vegetarian. My husband is not. I also had a few guests who were vegan, and I also had a few guests that were gluten-free or have celiac disease. So we made a lot of different requests, and they accommodated everyone very, very well. In fact, some of the guests who had the dietary recommendations had leftover food, and they boxed it up for them and beautifully packaged, put it into go bags, and the guests were able to take the food with them. And they had raved about how delicious it was and that they wouldn't even have known that the dinner was gluten-free or vegan because of just how good quality of food was and how it was prepared and presented. Wow, that's fantastic. Now for your dessert party at UK Lockside, did you add a ride mix in? It was important for us to do a ride mix in and we kind of went back and forth on that about what we truly wanted. And I know that Frozen's a really favorite pick among brides. We ended up deciding that we would do Soren. And we thought it may have been a little less traditional that people may not have ridden that before even having gone to Disney. And they would have maybe focused more on Frozen, so to speak. So we went. Probably one of the most memorable things of that night is that my 83-year-old grandmother even rode Soren with us. (laughs) And at one point reached out her hand to me and said, you can really smell it. And I will remember that forever. Um, (laughs) And just how special that time was with her. So. It was really, really a lot of fun. That's wonderful. Any desserts you can recommend from your menu? For our dessert party, we wanted sweet and savory. So we ended up deciding on a nacho bar. We also had a ice cream sundae bar. Oh, that's great. That's my favorite combination because it's inexpensive, but super filling and everybody loves it. (laughs) Yeah, we actually gave them a budget to work with per guest of where we wanted to stay. And they were able to kind of accommodate that per our request with some, you know, sort of accommodations to toppings or what we could have. And we, it was things that I doubt anyone even noticed were missing or that maybe one less candy item that a topping that was not present. And we used some of that extra money to have photography come for about an hour of the dessert party to take some photos during the fireworks and with our guests. That's great. Now, can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? We had our ceremony at five o'clock. I know a lot of brides are questioning whether they should have a first look or not. And I am definitely pro first look now. (laughs) We debated for quite a bit about that. And I know that's kind of a hot topic in our group a lot. But I would say if you're questioning it, I know that I think you yourself, Carrie, have said that every bride that has done it, there's never been anyone that's regretted it. And I can definitely attest to that too. I think that it gave us more time to be intimate, to have a moment alone together. And that helped kind of 
bring the day together, I think. We had started hair and makeup at about 8.30 in the morning, and we did our first look at about 3.30 in the afternoon. Our ceremony was at about 5 o'clock. And then we had a lot of pictures that were able to be done before that time. So that gave us more time with our guests after the wedding. We did about a 40-minute ceremony. And then we started our pre-reception, I think, around between maybe 6 to 6.15, 6.30 time frame. And then our reception started at 7. We also added on time to our reception, about an hour extra, to make the night go just a little bit longer. So we ended our reception at midnight. That's great. Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? Photography was really important. We knew that, you know, after the wedding day, what's important, pictures and that, you know, time with family. We also decided to have videography and that was important to us too. And I will say for people on the fence about that, that it was well worth it. We've been married for a year and a half now, and we watched that wedding video at least once a week since then. Um, And because, you know, everyone's experiencing so much stress related to this global pandemic. And I think the wedding video offered us, you know, an opportunity to have a few happy moments watching that wedding day. And so many of our guests had told us that it was such a happy memory or to have that time together. And I think we're all searching for that now hopefully post-pandemic, to spend time and make memories. And so our wedding video has given us that opportunity since then to watch over and over again and enjoy it. That's interesting. Great point. Now, you mentioned that photography was important, and I know you did photo shoots in all four parks. Can you talk a little bit about the logistics of that? So we had MK session two days after our wedding. So not the morning after the wedding, but the morning after that. And then we did Animal Kingdom and Epcot on the same day together. And then, unfortunately, during our wedding, Star Wars had opened Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios at that time. So we were not permitted to complete our pictures at Hollywood Studios. And we had planned to travel back at some point during the next few months to complete those. But because of the pandemic, as everyone was aware, we were not able to. So we actually went back on our year anniversary Disney honored our previous agreement, and we were able to complete our pictures practically on our year anniversary. So it was a lot of fun to get dressed back up. Even Men's Warehouse honored what we had paid previously, and Men's Warehouse had even delivered my husband's tuxedo to his resort, our resort during our one-year anniversary stay, and Stacey Otto was kind enough to honor our previous arrangement and came and did my hair and makeup the morning of the Hollywood studio shoot. That's fantastic. All right. So photography, really important. What were some of the aspects that were less important where you saved some money or just your effort? We were able to save money by having our Disney floral transported from our ceremony space to our reception space. That was a great recommendation. I think I found in our Facebook group and it worked out really well to incorporate those same elements. We also were pressured to use Disney transportation, but because our reception space was in the Contemporary Resort and we were on the monorail loop, and the monorail to me is like quintessential Disney, we were able to have all of our guests walk over to the Grand Floridian and then take the monorail over to the Contemporary and go to our reception, which felt like to me part of like a regular Disney day. And all the guests thought that they felt 
you know, dressed up, very excited. Everyone, other guests who were traveling on the monorail were like, where were you guys just at a wedding? What happened? Um, we also were invited to sit up front in the monorail for a few moments and take some pictures of the conductor, which was very exciting. I had never gotten to do that before. And then we were brought back to our area to sit for the ride over to the contemporary. So that is a memorable moment from that day as well. We also limited our floral budget somewhat. And by that, I would recommend to brides giving like a budget to Disney and saying, I, I don't want to spend more than $150 on petals down the aisle. And that might have been something I picked up that you had mentioned, Carrie. But I, you know, to cut costs at the end when we were debating what to do, you know, looking at small things like, wow, bridesmaid bouquets. Does each bridesmaid bouquet need to be that big or how much or you know, for such and such a dollar, what could you do for each arrangement? And Disney was able to really come up with something that was super accommodating that I doubt anyone noticed other than my husband or myself that was different or maybe it wasn't what it was originally supposed to be, but did not retract from that. We also decided for the dessert party to not have alcohol included. We felt that it was like a short time being there for an hour or a little more than that. And being at UK Lockside, it's very close proximity up to the pub. And any guests who wanted a drink during that time was able to go just, you know, a few steps away, get a drink and come back with no problem whatsoever. So that was important too. Those are great tips. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? We incorporated a lot of personal elements into our ceremony. I had one of my mentors, Sparkly Nicole, who has her own YouTube channel. She was gracious enough and honored us with her and her husband. And she did a reading at my ceremony. A physician in my office who has been a great mentor in my career came and sang at my ceremony. And then we decided to do a love letter box to each other during our ceremony. So we wrote a love letter to each other that we we're planning to open on our fifth anniversary. And we also put in pictures and love letters and small things, memorabilia from our relationship. And we sealed that shot at the ceremony. Reverend Knox was so kind. We actually forgot to bring something to seal the box. And he actually brought a hammer from his home that we <laughs> used to seal our box up. So that was a memorable moment. And my husband and I wrote our vows to each other. And that was probably one of the most touching moments, I think, and something that I'll never forget. That's wonderful. And I have to ask, so Disney didn't hassle you about having your coworkers sing at the wedding pavilion? Absolutely not. They were very accommodating. They actually had the organist come early to the ceremony as well as Dr. Greenwald, is his name, come early prior to the ceremony. They went through the song, I think, a couple of times and that was it. That's fantastic. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I would say no. Disney handles everything so well that there was, you know, nothing amiss if something small or insignificant I did not significantly notice or it hasn't caused me grief, you know, to, to recall that. That's great. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal or was worrying you beforehand and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I would tell brides, you know, stress in general, enjoy every minute of the planning process. I think probably I joke now that one of the best days of my life was my planning session because it felt amazing to have, you know, floral and my wedding planner there and, you know, what are you dreaming of? What would you love to have? What do you envision? And 
they were so accommodating and just so caring and so kind. And it felt wonderful to feel stress-free and to know, wow, they care as much as I care about my big day. So I would tell brides to let go all the stress on the wedding day. Disney handles everything. They do it so well. My planner was so attentive and so supportive on the day of that I didn't have to worry about a thing. That's so great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would give advice to make anything longer that you can. Hmm. That sounds funny, but because of the friends I've made through the Disney Brides group, they gave me advice to add time if I could. And so when we added an hour to our reception, we already really had like, you know, so to speak, paid for the space. The time was there. We were there. So it was fairly seamless to say, can we extend our time? How long can we add to this? How much more would that be? And the price was very minimal for what we really got. Extra time with our guests, extra time to celebrate and enjoy enjoy those moments. I would say too, if you could make the dessert party longer as well, if that's a possibility, you've already saved that space. It's already planned. If you could even get an extra 15 minutes, that time is invaluable, especially during your special time because it goes so quick. I would say invest in hair and makeup. That was important to me. And I was lucky enough to get Stacey Otto, who was absolutely phenomenal. She felt like your best friend, best girlfriend, all wrapped up in one and was there to be the most supportive person on your special day. And it gives you a boost of self-confidence, not even from the outside, but the inside out, which makes you shine in all your special moments. And I'd also say to enjoy every second of it, because as everyone says, it goes by so quick in the blink of an eye. And you plan And before you know it, that special night is over. That's great advice. Well, Rachel, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.